Welcome to AmiSites, a podcast that offers you access to thought leaders who can help you expand your entrepreneurial toolbox. Learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have already walked in your shoes and can help you with your day-to-day business decisions. With your host, Ami Kassar. Ami is the founder and CEO of Multifunding, an advisory company that helps you grow and stay in control of your business. Hello and welcome. My name is Ami Kassar, founder and CEO of Multifunding. Since 2010, Multifunding has been helping businesses achieve their biggest growth goals through creative and personalized funding solutions, working with hundreds of lenders across the nation. Joining us today is Claudia Williams. Claudia founded The Human Zone after more than a decade of practicing attorney representing public, private, and nonprofit organizations. She's a chief friendship officer, executive coach, and leadership mentor, speaker, and author. Our main topics today will be learning all about our philosophy of friendship. Welcome, Claudia. Thank you so much, Ami. Great to be with you. So tell me everything. <laughs> That's a big question. I know. Um, <laughs> where would you like to begin? So I it, Why don't you as share you said, a little I'm, bit about your journey, maybe in your career and all that, just to start. Yeah. So I'm a recovering attorney, as you said. I I actually am a recovering golf pro turned recovering attorney. And, you know, I, I grew up as a golfer, loved golf. When golf became work, it was no longer fun. So I thought being a lawyer would be fun. <laughs> and, and I did have fun practicing law and, and I learned a ton. And what I learned most of all about me was that I loved the coaching and consulting and problem solving part of being an attorney. I didn't like the arguing part of being an attorney. And so I decided six and a half years ago to take the lawyer hat off, but keep the coaching, consulting, problem solving pieces of what I love and create a business from it. And in, and in doing that, I crafted, as you noted, this friendship model. And friendship is friendship, mentorship, leadership, and it's about harnessing key principles from each of those pillars and helping leaders be better leaders and build better cultures so that they have engaged teams of people and happy people who will want to stay where they're working, who will love the people they're working with, love the work they're doing, love the companies they're working for. And when they have all of that, it's the recipe for profitability. It's the recipe for the end of the revolving door, which, you know, as you know, is happening everywhere right now. It's hard to get people. It's hard to keep people. And relationships and connectivity matter more than ever. And so that's what I'm passionate about. So dig in more. Explain to me, if you're a leader of a company or a CEO or a business owner, what, what does that all mean to you? If I'm a CEO, and, and primarily I work with the CEOs and executives of small and mid-sized businesses, and they're the ones, as you know, who wear 15 different hats in their businesses. It's hard for them to pull away, to step away, to really work on their business because they are doing sales and they are knee deep in the financials. And they may or may not have people doing those things, but it's hard for them to let go. And so 
I want to pull them away for a little bit and I, and I want to help them see the bigger picture. So when I can get them to see that forest through all the trees, that they're you know, stuck in every single day, 85% of the time we're talking about people. It's people problems. And if we can really get to the heart of it, I can help them solve their people problems. It's investing in the people internally. And, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about conversations and time, just a little bit of time and some talking and getting to know who their people are and what their people need. And if CEOs and executives and leaders at all levels in the organization can have better conversations, the right conversations, five minutes, for example, five minutes at the beginning of every team meeting to celebrate a win or to have someone share something about themselves, these little moments of connectivity, these things aren't happening very often. It's all business all the time. And that gets old and it gets old quickly. And there's no feeling behind any of this. And people want to feel. And you know who really wants to feel? Millennials and Gen Zs. And they're going to be 75% of the workforce in only a couple of years. And if companies haven't figured out how to connect with them, they'll just, they're going to keep moving around until they find the company who gets it. So that's what it's really all about. Is this something that can be learned or it either comes naturally to a leader or it doesn't? It absolutely can be learned. And this, this falls squarely in the emotional intelligence space. And the great thing about that from a science and neuroscience perspective is that, oh, so if you heard that little creak, my dog just hopped into my office as she has done all through the last year and a half. Um, the great thing about that neuroscience space is that the one thing we have the ability to do is to continue growing that gray matter in the front part of our brain. And that's the thing that we can keep learning. We can keep developing these emotional intelligence skills and you can call them soft skills. I call them essential skills. And these are the things leaders can continue to develop just as much as they can learn the hardcore business skills, just like they can learn finance and how to operate within a budget. All of this stuff can be learned. And so does this work for everybody or if a company adopts this philosophy, sometimes do some senior members of a management team have to leave because they don't fit in? You know, if you asked me that question 10 years ago, I might've said no, because the focus 10 years ago was far more on what are people doing. Today, the answer is yes, because now we care a lot more about how people are doing it, not just what they are doing. And so the how means what is your behavior like? And in, and in looking at the behavior, it's how are you, how are you showing up as a leader? How are you connecting with your team? How are you motivating your team? How are you mentoring your team? And so, yes, the answer today is yes, it matters. And if you, if you are a great producer, but you're a toxic producer or you are a toxic leader, 
chances are you're going to be shown the door a lot more quickly today than you were 10 years ago. You ever hear read Adam Grant's book? I think it's called Give and Take. Yes. Are you a giver or a taker? What do you think I am? I think you're a giver. <laughs> I think you're a giver. I think you're a giver on me because I, I countless times you've reached out to me and said, I have this information that could be really important to your clients and your Vistage members. They need to know there's money available for them right now. And, and that's, that's giver behavior. And, and you weren't doing it for a fee. You were doing it because you had something that could be helpful to someone. That's, that's giver behavior. No, I do think it, it's, it's perhaps one of the most interesting books I've read because it, it's a very simple way to think about if people fit in or don't fit into an organization. So I would imagine in a organization that practices your philosophy, takers don't last. Not today. Not today. And there are times when, you know, there's a difference between establishing boundaries. And so I, I want to be clear about that too. It's okay to have a boundary where you can say, hey, these are the things that are okay for me. So for example, you know, when I say be more vulnerable in the workplace and share things that are more personal. I don't mean come in and talk about your sex life, right? That's a, an inappropriate boundary to cross in the workplace. But I do mean when, you know, if we are in a, in an office building, there, chances are there are pictures of family members or personal items that people put all around their workspaces because we want to be reminded of those things when we aren't with those people. And so if you're a leader, be curious and ask about the child you see in a picture or the, you know, the, maybe it's a, an, an adult, a parent, or some, ask who's in the picture, ask why it's important to that person, connect on that personal level. And, and that's just one little thing that you can do that is important and, and it opens the door. How has the pandemic made all this more or less important? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, that's a great question because culture and engagement and great leadership was critical before we had workforces who were split up or working hybrid or working remotely. And let's just say if, if leadership was critical before, it didn't get any easier when leaders had to figure out how to connect with people when they weren't even in the same building anymore, right? So if they didn't know how to talk to people when they were in person, now they had to figure out how to connect with them when they weren't seeing them every day. And so one of the challenges I have now is telling leaders that it's okay to tell people when they show up in a Zoom meeting or they're showing up on Teams or Google Hangout or whatever it is, tell your team members they have to turn on their cameras. It's, it's, it's as if we're standing up and together and turning our backs on each other when we don't have our cameras on. How does that feel? And so I am sensitive to the fact that there are a lot of people who were not comfortable in the beginning with the spaces where they were working remotely. Right now, it's almost invasive 
to be opening up our, our homes and our spaces to be on camera all of a sudden. And so teach people how to use virtual backgrounds, teach people how to use the technology so that they can show their faces when we are remote and hybrid, because we have to keep seeing each other. We have to keep having the visual connectivity and leaders have to make it okay and safe to do that. Yeah. Sometimes we ask the question about morning huddles, just ask everyone to go around and say, what's keeping you up at night? Yep. Because the other thing is that the boundaries between hope life and business life are shot these days. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time about work-life balance and, and I laugh all the time and I wonder who the heck created that phrase in the first place and who put work first in that phrase, because it's life. It's just life and work is part of it. Work is a part of life and it isn't about balance. And every time we keep repeating this phrase, we're setting people up for failure. I think that's a good point. So how do you go about your work, Claudia? How do you encourage these messages, push these messages, teach these messages? What do you do? Well, that's a really good question. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder that myself. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to work with amazing clients. I'm a Vistage chair. So through the Vistage community and peer advisory boards, uh, that's one part of how I'm able to help work with CEOs and executives and do this work. And then I have a private coaching and consulting business in addition to the Vistage work. And then I'm also a speaker and a workplace trainer. So I've developed a friendship academy and, and a ton of training content. And so I'm able to speak to associations or companies at, at their offsites or team development days, things like that, and deliver targeted, relevant training to them. So that's how I do How's it. that been going virtually for you? Initially, uh, virtual had its challenges, right? So the speaking world shut down at first and everyone kind of didn't know what to do. So that you know went on a hold button until people came around to the idea of virtual programs, of virtual presentations. Correct. And I jumped in and went with the technology, green screens, multiple screens, interactive programs. And so I dove into all of that to make virtual programs fun. Yep. And in That's terms what you of, do. yeah, you know, I, I, I went all in and then with, um, coaching easy, easy to jump right into zoom or teams coaching sessions. And so that was seamless. And even our Vistage groups, we didn't skip a beat. We went immediately to, uh, virtual meetings. And so we ebb and flow. And we adapt to the circumstances just like every other business had to adapt to the circumstances. Absolutely. So if you had to give one piece of advice to a business owner or entrepreneur or CEO today who's struggling with employee retention issues or can't find employees, what would it be? Do something different. The, the way we were recruiting two years ago it's not working today. Go back through and look at your compensation philosophy. Do you have a compensation philosophy? Because I see the signs in the billboards right now and that one is on one side of the street and one is on the other side of the street. 
and they're competing companies and they're uh they have sign-on bonuses and they're one day one has an hourly rate the next day the other sign goes up with a dollar an hour higher hourly rate things are so radically different right now in the war for talent and so what can you do to be different but not in a way where you are being responsive what are the things you can do to be proactively different and it's not going to be this this thing that's happening right now and that might happen over the next several months to a year when it comes to the hourly rate that might be the thing of the day right now but it's not going to be the thing that lasts so think bigger think more about your company and your people turn to your people and ask them questions your people who are working for you right now and who've been there and who are staying are your greatest resource talk to them and ask them why they're working for you ask them who they know who might want to come work for you so think bigger is the first thing i would say i love it claudia thank you for your wonderful insights if people want to learn more about your work where can they find you they can go to claudia dash williams.com and there's a ton of information there and my contact information as well awesome claudia thank you so much for being our guest our listeners really appreciate it thank you so much for having me great to be with you thanks for joining us today on ami sites with your host ami kassar the foremost sba thought leader make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.